Hi, welcome to Sweetman Podcast. I'm your host, I'm Simon Sweetman, and this is episode 184. I nabbed a bit of a conversation with Don McGlashan. I say that because uh, he was busy and he was very he was very kind and, and helpful in talking to me over a week or so about how he would be happy to meet up um, when he was in Wellington with the Blam 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 show. And as it happened, we, we tried to do this conversation outside um, on a Sunday morning. And obviously being Wellington, the, the wind picked up, the wind came round, um, to quote the mutton birds. So we had a couple of false starts, um, but in that time I'd never met Don before, I'd never even spoken to him actually. I'd sent him a couple of emails a few years ago and had answered some questions via email, but we'd never spoken, never met, I'd never interviewed him. So we had a bit of a walk around Wellington looking for a spot to have a chat. And I sort of thought that it just felt right talking to one of the great songwriters of New Zealand and one of the people who has put New Zealand in so many songs and his thoughts and feelings and about New Zealand and created distinctly New Zealand characters, that it was fun to walk around the, the city of Wellington trying to find a spot with him. I, I wondered if he was thinking of angles and places and creating characters in his mind as we were walking. So we eventually found a spot and we couldn't find a seat in a place where there wasn't wind so we just leaned against the wall of an apartment block and people came and walked past and a few said hello to him I don't know if they knew him or just recognized him but uh, we had a lovely conversation it's it's um, a bit of a broad survey of, of his career and really I just wanted to talk to him about songs and and what he does and and uh, and how he's gone about it so uh, if I interrupt him a couple of times or talk quickly at moments, it's because I was nervous and I was in awe of meeting him. And um, I, I just think the best of his work is, is some of the greatest music you'll ever hear. So I couldn't believe my luck to get to talk to him. And uh, he, he was a scholar and a gent and I had interrupted him. We'd gone and got a coffee and gone for a walk. And um, on the way we'd bumped into Tim Mann from the Blam 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 band and uh, and so we had a quick chat to him and then we went off and found a spot and uh, so I, I was very conscious of the fact that I was holding Don up from having his band breakfast he was keen to get back and have breakfast with, with the team and um, god they put on a hell of a show that night uh, I went and saw the show in Wellington last week and it was amazing so they got rave notices everywhere they went around the country and it, it felt like a pretty special thing they didn't feel like a band trying to grasp onto former glories they found like it they felt like a it just felt like a whole new exploration from a from a bunch of great musicians so uh this is me having a chat to to one of my heroes the great don mcglash and i hope you enjoy it thanks for listening what did you first play like because you're a percussionist not a drummer what's your thing uh, was that the very first thing you did no no i kind of started off um well actually actually probably was actually when i was really little um uh, just doing percussion and then I was in a brass band and I was playing percussion in that, playing snare drum and I was I used to march, you know, as a little little kid um, with all the big grown-ups, yeah. you know, and uh, um, uh, and um, and I started playing brass around the same time. I used to I played euphonium in a brass band as well for a bit um, and then started learning the guitar aged about eight or nine. Um, but the first instrument that I really was serious about was French horn. 
and I really wanted, wanted to play that, I wanted to be a professional French horn player and play in an orchestra. So I did that for a while. Um, <coughs> and then, um, <coughs> and then uh, around, around that time, oh no, prior to that, actually aged about 15, 16, uh, I was in a band, like a covers band, um, playing in a nightclub with uh, Peter Warren, and Scott Cahoon and a guy called Brian O'Donnell who were all um, <coughs> uh, Peter and Brian ended up in lip service yeah. and uh, and Scott was a musician that actually uh, he moonlighted with the Blams at one point as a as a trumpet player mm-hmm. uh, so we were all we were all at the same school actually no that's not Brian was at Brian was at St Peter's and we were at Westlake Boys and but in that band, I was I played uh, keyboards. I played right. played piano in Hammond. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, simply because the, the nightclub had a Hammond. But, <clears throat> but um, <clears throat> I did a bit of writing for that. But mainly it was a mainly it was a covers band. We used to do uh, stuff from Aladdin Sane. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so in a way, it takes actually until the Mutton Birds. I mean, I know Front Lawn. You're a playing guitar and stuff. But because of the style of that, it really takes until the Mutton Birds before you're in front. Playing guitar and singing in a conventional lineup. Yeah, that's right. And and then in the in the odd <clears throat> moments in the Blams where yeah. where I would get out the front, I was quite conflicted about that because I was much more comfortable behind the kit. Right. Yeah. And and that's what led. You know, we sort of wondered about it. I wondered about it for a while, and we asked Dick Driver to join us for a while. And yeah. He, um, a couple of months, he he. Uh, he sang out the front, and after, you know that made me realise that that's <clears throat> couldn't really do that. Yeah. It wasn't wasn't a good idea to have to have someone else who hadn't written the songs singing them. Yeah, but yeah. I had, I needed to go through that to learn that. That's a bit like um, it's funny because <clears throat> the Blams and the Swingers, obviously you were treading the boards at the same time. Yeah, 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 in yeah. a way, doing a similar thing in <clears throat> yeah. terms of the the spirit of the times and the lineup. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. they went through a similar thing <clears throat> of of trying to integrate that other member. That's exactly right. Yeah, that's yeah, funny yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. So do you what's it be you know particularly now I guess, you know, you have played together a few times over the years, done a couple of things, but you're touring New Zealand again at the moment with Blam Blam Blam. Must be a range of emotions, particularly around you know the what if because of the way the band broke up the first time. <clears throat> yeah. Um, <clears throat> well, I think uh, I think that the main thing about what I get out of Blam Blam Blam, I can't speak for the other guys, yeah. but what I get out of it is a sense of the present. You know, like that the the uh, when when we're inside those songs. Um, we don't, or well, I don't anyway, think I'm playing this song. Well, it's interesting. These are the influences. Um, <coughs> um, this is how it stacked up against other stuff that was happening in New Zealand and internationally at the time. Uh, uh, I wonder what sort of audience we could have got, you know, in such and such a place or if such and such had happened. Um, I tend just... Uh, I tend just to be inside the song because um, it's one of the one of the cool things about Blam Blam Blam, which is where <clears throat> we didn't really do anything because we thought it would work or we thought it would be successful. Mm. Um, we there was a spirit of play about it. Yeah, yeah. And and you know the Mutton Birds. Uh, you know, I, I really wanted the band to work. I wanted I I, I had gathered these other people around me. I didn't want to waste their time. Yeah. I wanted uh, <clears throat> I wanted 
<coughs> um, to sell records. I wanted to yeah. fill halls. Yeah. I wanted to have tours that, that you know, where we broke even and, and better. Yeah. Um, <coughs> blam, 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 we, we were pretty much playing the whole time. And yeah. you can hear it in the, in the songs. Um, we, we, we were re- super democratic with a lot of the songs. And so you'd hear um, these, these bits just bolted together and uh, um, <clears throat> just to see whether it would work. Yeah, yeah. Um, and we were kind of learning how to arrange songs and what a, what what a song arrangement might be like. But there wasn't any there wasn't any imperative to be cooler than the next band or mm. uh, to be more successful than, than the next band. So, so in a way, I don't know whether that answers your questions about what ifs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, it does. Because because <laughs> I mean, I was thinking I was thinking about that. Today I was just having a shower, and John Kerwin, you know, when he talks, yeah. talks about depression, he's got these does some does some beautiful work on that. One mm. of the cool things he says is, you know, when you're feeling down, get in the shower and just feel it on your back. Just take the time because most of us, most of us, when we're having a shower, we're thinking of what's going to happen next. You know, yeah, like, yeah, what you're are we, What's our day yes. like? You know, yeah, and yeah. most of us, when we're sitting down to eat, we're thinking about what's happening after breakfast. Yeah, or, you're fueling. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and. And the, I really felt strongly last, particularly last night, we did this gig at the Paikakariki Hall, and um, um, uh, I was in the, we were in the middle of one song, and I thought, this is, I'm really present here. We're absolutely, it's like like in the shower, feeling the water, and mm. giving that, giving it that moment its, its fullness. Mm. Um, and I think at our best, that's what we were about. You know, we weren't, we weren't really looking. You know, the, the flying nun bands in, in Dunedin. Were, were kind of str- had a strongly curated quality yes. to them, yeah. uh, either subconscious or conscious. You know, they were, yeah. they, were they they really cared about about the velvets, and you know, they had mm. this had this r- real strong sense of what was cool. Yeah, um, we didn't really have that. No, and I, ge- I mean, I guess there are a couple of other things like the pneumatics and stuff. But I was thinking, like, you know, your kind of strongest contemporaries probably were the swingers, who also had that. You know they're in the lineage, but they were yeah. separate from Flying Nun, and they were yeah. they were a hard-working, gigging band. Yeah, yeah. One album, you know, yeah. same lot of lot of similarities. Yeah, well, we kind of idolised them. You were, them. You, we, were, you, were you, your band was more of an even share in a democracy. You know. Yeah. So oh, yeah. The definitely. swingers might have shared the credits, but it was about Phil Judd and his vision and what he was doing. You guys were all taking turns singing yeah. and writing, and. But also, we started. Um, we started um, with. With a, a lot of the lyrics um, mm. being gifted to us by Richard von Stem, yeah, yeah, so yeah. his, his um, um, he kind of like turned the ignition, and and mm. we, we were we were going with that, and uh, and he gave us the band name. You know, yeah, he, that's he, right. Uh, um, that's very generous. <laughs> the yeah. lyrics and the band name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and some of the lyrics had been some of the lyrics we uh, had been had turned up in the plague and in. The Whiz Kids, yeah, and then we either rewrote music to them or just or adapt, adapted Whiz Kids songs in the early days. Um, but we were practicing furiously. We only only lasted for less than two years, but um, we were. There was one period where we were just in the, in the practice room practicing every night, yeah, because yeah. we didn't have anything else to do, and we were just so <clears throat> and so in love with being in a band. Mm, mm, mm. And tell me, I mean, because. Because we've, I've never interviewed you. I've asked you some questions about one song specifically for the book that I did a few years ago yeah. via email, but we've never actually had a chat. And I've always wanted to know why you, forgive me if you've had to answer this several times, but why did the Mutton Birds recut? Um, don't fight. 
Not a photo marshal? Oh. Yeah. <coughs> and, you know, why that um, at that time? <coughs> I think... Um, <coughs> I can't even remember the motiv- motivation for that. I think well, with, with all of the albums that I've ever been involved with, except for the Blams, because we had quite a lot of material, yeah. um, <coughs> it's been a struggle for me to get to... 12 songs <laughs> right um, so <laughs> I think I think with the I think with the Salty album uh, I sort of had <clears throat> I had Marsha on the list as a sort of backstop if, mm. in case in case I didn't write enough stuff right. and then quite late in the piece Alan Alan turned up with a like a four track demo of of a bunch of stuff and he he um, he sort of he sort of slipped it to me under the under the table once at yeah. that point yeah. and said, <clears throat> "If these things are awful, yeah. that we need we need never talk about this again." Right. And it was uh, till the cows come home. <coughs> Wellington. And it was Wellington and and yeah. and, uh, and um, what was the other one? There's a limit. Yeah, there's a limit. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. And, and there were there were two more, but um, <clears throat> they were great, good songs. So yeah. So, um, but. Um, yeah, I think Marsha, I think the reason Marshall was there was just that <clears throat> that that panic that I won't have enough to I won't have enough to get the album out. Right. And and I thought we could I thought we could maybe revisit and, and, and do something interesting with it, but I think that there was something so sort of timely about 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 Marsha because it stuck out from the other stuff that yeah. Blams were doing. Yes, it, was it's so, it was so sort of you know motoric if that's a word. Mm. Um, <clears throat> um, I feel like you could have probably covered it in the front lawn too it's one of those songs that has a thread through I your so. yeah. through your uh, what you know who you are and what you do it has a, a thread attached to it of your voice yeah yeah I guess so I mean uh, um, <clears throat> it would have we would have had to have a reason for it in the front lawn we tended to in the, with front lawn we tended to sort of slot shows slot songs into shows so a story mm. a, a story would give a song a reason to be mm-hmm. and um, well I guess uh, uh, Marsha is such a sort of particularly odd story yeah, um, yeah. or a particularly odd sort of viewpoint yeah that <clears throat> might have been a bit tricky to sort of shoe, <laughs> shoehorn it into, mm. a, into a show well I was thinking about your um, you know the word reunion tends to maybe maybe fans put this on it, but the word reunion tends to sort of suggest a, a, a second shot at permanence. So I think like, <laughs> with 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 some of the projects you've been doing, maybe it's more revisitations, like because you've you've revisited Blam 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 more than once, and you did the Mutton yeah. Birds reunion tour or revisitation. Well, <laughs> you haven't revisited the front lawn. You'll play some of the songs. No, no, that's true. You know, that's you, you're true. not you're that's not shying true. from the songs. They mm-hmm. have they have a place in your catalogue, obviously, yep. but. Yep. But has, there, has that ever been on the table, that idea to that? Yeah, oh yeah, I mean, Harry and I talk a lot because we, we're working together quite closely right yeah. now on, on, on Kerry and Lou, which is mm-hmm. this uh, adorable children's series, this um, <clears throat> um, 52 five-minute little, yeah. little and uh, claymation stories for kids. Um, <clears throat> so we're, we're sort of two-thirds of the way through that. But we've, um, we've talked a lot about doing different things. Um, <clears throat> we ourselves don't have, have, have any problem with the notion of permanence um, partly because you know we you know we're quite happy being impermanent yeah uh, uh, but also uh, we're completely secure in in, uh, in enjoying what we're doing and letting posterity sort out what's yeah. it, what's good sure. and what isn't good sure um, so <clears throat> we don't need it <clears throat> I don't feel we need to 
push that uh, ha- <laughs> hammer away, uh, ham- you know, hammer away at it. That um, said, I can't be the only person that thinks, you know, opening night of an arts festival, songs from the front lawn played in its entirety in like a Spiegel tent <laughs> or a or a cabaret style show somewhere. I can't be the only person that, that wants that to happen or has mentioned that. No, you. no, it's been it's certainly been it's certainly been mentioned. It's I mean, we keep it down to a dull roar, but it's pretty, <laughs> it, it's, it get, gets mentioned. I think I think I think with Harry and me, uh, uh, neither of us are very interested in just in just covering the old the old yeah. material. Yeah. So what uh, and <clears throat> also um, I think there's a sort of a what we what we would call a kaching factor which we want to avoid yes. we want we don't want to be pushed around by anybody who's going man this could the this could run and run you know? and, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Uh, and so well that's what i say by it being revisitations i think yeah. the way you approach it it's more likely um it's more likely that we that we would um come up with something completely different yes. you know um, yeah, yeah. um because we're still we still love working together um and and i mean that might be <clears throat> that might be something that we do. We do just for us, yeah, yeah. or it might really excite people. I mean, if if people really want to see us do the old stuff, they're probably you know, shit out of luck. But. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But as I say, you you've never shied away from playing some of the the, the songs that they're. Uh-huh. Uh, I, I don't imagine you get out of doing a solo show these days without playing Andy. Let alone, you know. I can. I can. Um, yeah. I mean, I can put it in. Uh, it's a big long story, and there's lots of other big long stories. And, and so if you if you have <coughs> if you have too many of them in one in one set, they tend to overbalance yep. overbalance the set. But I'm I'm lucky in that there's not very little from very little in the old in the old songs <coughs> that I can't be bothered playing. You know, yep. I still find I still find cool things in the old songs. Well, people get some people get embarrassed by what they've written because it reflects it where they were at a time and they think yeah, well I'm not yeah. that person now well Leonard Cohen once said he he's not the same person but he applauds that young heart or something. Mm. not the same person who wrote those songs but he mm. he, he, he uh, yeah, applauds that young heart that wrote that stuff and I, I feel the same I don't really I don't really know where Marsha came from and the <clears throat> the kind of um, the kind of mask of cynicism and world weariness that that is in that song. Mm. I don't have any more. Mm. I don't wear that. I don't wear that mask anymore. But when you're a young man, you do put on masks because you're not sure. You're not sure who you're going to be. Mm. So you try on a few things. Mm. And um, and I'm when I when I sing that song, I don't completely. Uh, well, when I sing that song, I, I I think yeah, that was an interesting place for that young man mm. to be, mm. um, given what I know about him. It's an interesting thread that goes through your... I mean, I know Richard wrote the lyrics to There's No Depression, but, yeah. but if we count that as well as clearly being part of your catalogue, you're, you're, you're part of the creator of that. Um, there, you, you know, you, you'll often, you guys will often talk about that song being about, you know, men not talking, and that's quite a thread through your work, you yes, know. So, yeah. a, a thing well made is like a, another more sinister version of that, isn't it? Oh, I never thought of that. Yeah, I guess, I guess so. I mean, I... I I got really interested in in, um, in uh, the sort of unreliable narrator, the idea of having. Uh, but and Richard's take on the unreliable narrator is to is to is to present uh, a really ne- a really negative character and just have that person rant away mm. and 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 make um, kind of make a fool of themselves yeah. uh, with 
with the band chugging away underneath it, and um, so you've got you've got the Return Depression, which is like that. You've got um, uh, a whole bunch of songs, uh, <coughs> which are like that with Richard. Yeah, yeah, they're um, almost. Um there's almost a folly-like aspect to the satire of them, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But also, uh, there's an absurdist thing too. That yeah. He he, uh, he he was really really interested in, and um, I guess I guess once I sort of found a voice and got into things like the thing we all made, um, and quite valiant in a way. Yes. I mean, you've got you've got a narrator who um, uh, who is revealing themselves. In the gaps between what they say, yes. I got really interested in that as a, yes, as a way. Yes, Dominion of Road. Yeah, Dominion Road is a bit like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Although, although, the, although, you, it's that the, it's more of an eye of God. I'm, I'm sort of talking about this person. Yes. But but by yeah, um, yeah I'm sort of I suppose. So um, that that um, yeah, I think I think um, I think you got to. You've got to write about what you know, and for me, um, I won't work on something if it doesn't have a jagged edge mm. in, in me. You know, mm. like if there's, um, I'm not quite sure how to put that, but uh, but stuff churns around. This, I, I make notes in a notebook. I'll come back to them, and they will. Tell, those sketches will tell me if they want to be made into a song. Yeah, yeah. And it's not sort of there's not a little flashing light over them saying hit or mm. or. Uh, this would be the audience will like this one. Mm, mm. It's more of a flashing light saying, saying um, this this hurts a little bit, mm, you know, because mm. it, it it's talking to me in a direct way. You know, I mean, it's, that makes it sound like I'm that, that, that there's a therapeutic aspect to, yeah. to writing, which I'm not. I don't. I'm not sure that that's true. Yeah, yeah. But um, certainly, uh, it, um, that's why those things matter to me so when you if you talk about a thread of men and the way they relate or the way people talk or the way people avoid mm. avoid the issue mm. you know, um, it's not just a conscious, yeah. conscious thread but um, if you're truly writing what matters to you and <clears throat> if you're truly writing what matters to you then there will be a thread because you're only one person yeah yeah you know and, and people people contain a few Big stories, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. But you, I mean, anything you write is obviously a Don McGlashan song, but there's probably, I don't know how glaringly aware of this you are, but there's probably a thing in inverted commas a Don McGlashan song, and I wonder if you, you feel the pressure to write a Don McGlashan song. I feel like. Dave Dobbin has often felt the pressure to write a Dave Dobbin song, and, oh. and Tim Finn has, and I don't know if Neil Finn gets that. And I guess what I'm getting at is, you guys are names that are elevated in a small country too. You have a longevity and a quality about what you do, and it's resonated. But does that make sense? To you? Is does. that something that you've ever had to? Yeah, it, do, it does. Ponder? But I, I think um, I think I might, you know, no, yeah, I, I think that. It, it's very, it, it's very easy for me to disregard that. Partly because, um, <clears throat> uh, uh, 
commercial success has, you know, like very big commercial success has kind of has kind of left me alone. Like I haven't, yeah. you know, um, I'm I'm not uh, I'm not speaking to you from my yacht. Yes. Now. Yes. You know? Yeah. 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 Um, and um, and so the inconveniences of that and the sense of having to re- having to um, sort of churn out more stuff that's going to get you more yachts yeah, yeah. Um, has, uh, is, is not something I've ever had to worry about mm-hmm. but I, and, and um, I do know what you mean though but uh, I don't think it's I'm, you know thankfully yeah. it's, not, it's not an issue yeah. and, um, and um, uh, m- it's more likely for me to flip that on its head and if I'm struggling with a song I don't sit there thinking you know what would Don McGlashan on a good day on a good <laughs> yes. day do with this song? Yeah, yeah. I, th- I don't. I don't think like that. I tend. I tend. You know, uh, to to sit down and imagine Martin Phillips and Graham Downs yes. and uh, you know and and Neil and Dave, you know, um, and Julia Deans, yeah. uh, and a whole host of other people. Imagine them sort of just the people that I care about and, and that. And that you know, and we talk, we talk about songs together. I can sort of imagine them egging me on and saying, yeah. "Go on, like, do you write, a, write a good one, do your yeah, best, yeah. You know? do your thing, like, yeah, do what you do." Yeah, yeah. and um, that, that I find that and nurturing it sort of feeds me. You know? Yeah, yeah. And what about where does the kind of um, the soundtrack work? And you know, musical director for Wow a couple of years ago. How, how does that? fit into what you do? Is that a really freeing thing to do in between songs or is it just part of being a musician that needs to feed the family and the soul? Yeah. You know, yeah, is it just yeah. a job, part of the job and the hobby? Or? Well it's both, I mean you've got to um, um, I've been really lucky that, that, that there's um, a lot of you know, I've, I've, all of the work that I've done has to do with music yes. in different in different areas yeah. and um uh, um, and it takes me out of my own head. Uh, I'm a prolific songwriter. Yeah. Um, and um, the times that I have been only writing songs, which is blocks of time in in the in the mutton birds when we were in Britain, and um, one or two other little little patches. Um, <clears throat> they've been really stressful, yeah. you know, because I'm sitting there and there's just me and the blank page, yeah. uh, and it doesn't, you know, it doesn't necessarily make me any more productive. Yeah, yeah. Um, this, uh, but instead of, <clears throat> you know, instead of rushing out and writing three film scores and a, and a TV series in between my albums, mm. there's a lot of staring at a blank page. Mm-hmm. Um, so in a way, the distraction is kind of welcome. Mm. Um, and end of of. I think I, I'm a, I, I like collaborating. I enjoy, I enjoy working with other people, and I, you know, um, it, no matter how kind of far away from my the core of my work it, it is, mm. it's still you learn stuff, you mm. learn heaps mm. of stuff. You know, dealing, working with you know really cool uh, choreographers and, and wow, and sort of learning about their craft. And, you know, sort mm. of, um, I, I, I got a lot out of that. Even turning your songs a little bit on their ear when you did things like the tour with just you and Dave Dobbin or you and Shane yep. Carter, yeah. that's kind of a chance to reappraise and reapproach, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that, that was that, both those things were fantastic because they, they, um, yeah, you, you, you shine a new light 
on, on an old song and and you're in the van talking about about the songs and you know, mm. that's that's really cool. Which is a bit sort of a bit like what the front lawn was in the early yes. days, you know, basically we were in, you know, driving around in the car like just hammering on about why we're doing what we're doing. Yeah. Um and um in bands you tend not to talk about that sort of stuff. You're really talking about where the next where the next drink is gonna come from or yeah. or what the sound was like last night. Yeah. Um, so it was kinda cool to uh, well, you know, more than kinda cool to have those experiences um, travelling around with those with Dave and Shane, it's fantastic. Have you have you been approached or have you thought about doing the kind of um intergenerational version of that like I know you've collaborated with people younger than you but and being involved in big things like Neil Finn's you know last project yeah, and things yeah, like that yeah. but but I'm thinking like you know uh, uh, the same thing you did with uh, with Shane and Dave but doing it with like Nadia Reid or, or or Tiny Ruins or someone from that generation I haven't thought of, I haven't thought about that I'm, I admire what those guys what those two People do so much yeah. that uh, it would be uh, absolute <laughs> thrill to to even uh, even discuss that sort of thing. But um, well, because right they're, now, a, bit, they're a bit like when um, you know when Beck Runger was eleva- you know when there was the Finn Runger Dobbin tour, and, oh, okay. and Beck was kind of elevated to that ah. to you know that next generation yeah. by virtue of being very good. They're kind of like in in in, in that phase, aren't they? I think I would hate to. I would hate to tinker with what they're doing. Right. You know, I think yeah. that they're. I think they're on the. They're well on the right. <laughs> I think the way they arrange, the way they put musicians around them, is mm. so unique and beautiful that that uh, it, it would be a pity to to plonk them into anything else. But on you know, having said that, um, there's some cool things happening at the moment. I, I really enjoyed Live Rust. I thought that right. was. I thought it was the Auckland show that I saw. At yes. Civic was I just, was blown away by that. It was just a blast. And yeah. and and. All those things that could happen in, in a big covers show, you know, all those sort of pitfalls yes. um, that we've seen happen all yeah, over the yeah. place, um, they were just they just weren't there. They were just blown out of the room by sheer um, sheer uh, musicianship and goodwill. You know, I yeah, know. I was I went along with um, maybe a touch of cynicism, you know, going into it, yeah. like. What I didn't, you know, you never want the show to be bad. You want it to be great. Yeah, yeah. You want to get your money's worth and your time's worth, and you yeah. want to be blown away. But a little bit, bit of me was like, why are they doing this? Yeah, Man, yeah. it was good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Everything was, just, all of that left me as yeah. soon as they started. I was like, yeah. this sounds incredible. Yeah. These guys are into it. They yeah. want to do this. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't. It, well, there was not a hint of uh, why. <clears throat> why aren't why aren't you coming along to listen to our stuff? Why do no. we why do we have to play somebody else's stuff yeah, to yeah. get you to come? No, no, there's none of that. No. There was none of there's none of no hint of like the big cash grab or anything no. like. No, no, it not just, that there would have been because it was, was such a big production. But it was like um, Ed Ed Cake um, used to mm. used to do these house parties where everybody would turn up and play an album, mm. and they'd, they'd be like. You know, full-time musicians plus flatmates, yeah. and so it was a complete grab bag as to what would happen. But they were the most beautiful evenings where, where some of the some really great musical things would happen. And just sitting, or just sitting around with, with no PA, and or you know sometimes yeah, yeah, um, and and uh, life for us felt like a big version of that, right? You know? And yeah. also with the, with the added added joy for me of looking at this 11 people on stage and they're all my mates you know that yeah. was that was wonderful because you know, yeah. I've been I've been away a bit when going backwards and forwards to Vancouver and yeah. coming back and just seeing the uh, 
the um, the sort of energy. Yeah, well, I wanted to ask you about that because you're, you know, again, one of the things about a inverted commas Don McGlashan song is that one thing people probably project onto you is that you're one of the people that chronicles New Zealand mm. in your songs. You mention places, you mm. create characters. Uh, what sort of perspective is happening for you spending a bit more of your time out of New Zealand? Um, I always, I always felt that when I left New Zealand, I got a clearer, I got a clearer view. Mm-hmm. Um, it was uh, the the windscreen was a little bit less dusty, you know, all of a sudden because um, I'm in a new place. I don't have, I don't really want to write about the new place because I, f- I feel too, the the, the experiences are too fresh, <coughs> and um, so I can sit and really think hard about <coughs> about a, a place I. A place I used, to, I grew up in, or a place mm. I, a place I saw on tour in New Zealand, or or a, or a, a, f- a conversation that I've heard. Um, those things sort of crystallise more clearly. It certainly happened to me when I was in Britain. Mm. Um, I had no interest at all in writing about the UK, mm. um, but I found the main thing I wanted to do is to write sort of letters home, or mm. write to two people that mm. mattered to me, mm. um, and um, I'm finding that a bit. I'm finding that. Happening similarly now, I'm spending a few months, a few months in Vancouver and a few months back here every mm. every year. Um, so yeah, I think um, I think as long as I keep I keep spending a lot of time here and touring and keep uh, uh, sort of keep really keep in touch with the people in my life. You know, I think mm. that's uh, I don't think there's going to be a <coughs> I don't think anything's going to really change. Mm-hmm. Now. You're a um, you're a writer. You're a songwriter, but you are a writer, and you have you know people would have told you over the, the years. You know this yourself that you're quite a literary songwriter. Um, when is the book coming out? Either the book of your songs, <laughs> either the book of your songs, or some sort of insight, whether a memoir or not. Is that is that something you're thinking about or being courted for? Um, yeah, people have asked me about it. Because um, people say, oh, I wouldn't mind a book of Don McGlashan short stories, and it's kind of like that's what every album is in some sense. It, yeah. is, a, it is a book of short stories, but is that something you'd contemplate? I, I'm fr- frankly, I'd rather, I'd rather make all the albums that are in me. Yeah. And and um, and to st- I, I've, I I'm quite a slow songwriter, so I think and I think I would be a very slow writer. prose writer. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's something you can do when you can no longer tour, I guess. Like, you maybe. know, not to put a downer on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. it's something can, that can always yeah. sit there, right? I, th- I, I don't know. I, mean, I just wondered if it was on your mind at all in um, any way. Uh, it's. Um, I think I would have to be really disaffected with with the idea of. Um, <clears throat> with the idea of putting a bunch of songs together, getting in, getting into a studio and recording them, and then and then going out and touring them, and and whenever I think about that, um, uh, you know, all the lights go on in my head, and I feel great. So uh, until when when that when that stops happening, mm. I'll do something else. Mm-hmm. What was it like to revisit the Mutton Birds? Because that was a you, you, you said you set that up basically as a, a band, a conventional band, to go out and hit the charts, to, yeah. to make albums, to play around the world, and that happened. Yep. Yep. It definitely happened. But um, 
but the band imploded in some way. It, yeah. it, it finished. Well, after ten years. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That's right. And yeah. four and yeah. four albums of yeah. no filler. Yeah. You know, four yeah. albums of things you, you, and by extension the band all wanted to say. Yep, yep. But what, yep. what was it a cathartic thing to to go back to that? Yeah, yeah, it is. Well, whenever we do, I mean, we've mm. done it a couple times. Yeah, now, and. Um, um, we just pick it up where we left off, and I think that's, I think that's uh, a really lucky thing. Um, and sometimes everybody's, everybody's sort of um, got um, got the energy to uh, to revisit that stuff. I think with the, I think I think with the Muttonbirds, <coughs> what I sometimes feel is it would it would be really cool to do something new. I think, um, like make a new album. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we've talked about this every so often, but again, it's it's sort of hard to find the time, and I, I don't want to I don't want to steal energy from a new uh, from one of my new records. Um, but sometimes I'll sometimes I'll start an idea, and I think, oh, I wonder what this would be like with David. Mm. What, what David would bring to this? What, what mm. would Alan, what would Alan say about this? What would Ross what do. would Ross do yeah, with yeah. it? You know, and uh, um, and we know what Ross would do with it. He'd yeah, 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 absolutely yeah. fucking kill it yeah, in the best yeah. possible way, right? Yeah. And he and and um, uh, I think that might be something that could be on the cards. We've certainly we've certainly talked about it. Logistically, it'd be interesting. You know, yeah. we'd have to because yeah, yeah. Alan's in, yeah. in the UK. Yes. Um, we'd have to work out how to do that. But these, you know, technology allows you to do this sort of stuff yeah. now. Um, um, uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, I guess, I guess when I'm in Vancouver, I'm a little bit closer to the UK now, so I can, mm. I can, mm. I can pop, pop over. But, but we, we have, we have a great relationship. I mean, we, we, we're lucky in that we didn't, we didn't, the band didn't end with any sort of recriminations. Yeah, or yeah. Bothersome stuff. So it's just time. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, you, I mean, and we started late too. We were like, yeah. I was, I was pretty, I was thirty, I think, or twenty nine. Yeah, it was nobody. Started, it was is, nobody's first band. No. No. That's right. Your head runs on the board, and yeah. um, you seem to work with the same people. You know, come back to you, you've got a bunch of collaborations happening, and they and they go across decades. Yeah, you, yeah, you obviously, yeah. you're obviously a decent person to work with, and you've, <laughs> and you've found decent. But that's quite rare. Like you keep, connect, you know, reconnecting. Yeah, I'm, you know? I'm lucky in that in that regard. I'm really lucky in that regard. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, and. I can't see that. I can't see that ending. And I sort of, um, I sort of, I think the scene here is so sort of healthy at the moment, like, like as as evidenced by mm. that what we were talking about before with mm. the with that live rust thing. It could only happen because there's there's a bunch of really really yeah. great players who are, yeah, yeah. are generous enough to sort of give themselves to that yes. to, to go outside, step outside their own yeah. their own work for a little while to do yeah. something like that. And that that's that's kind of what you need in a in a collaboration. And I think there's a there's a bunch of people now that would, um, not, and and it wasn't quite like that when we were growing when we were growing up in music. Like um, there were, this the scene was quite fragmented, and there were people who could play, but whose aesthetic was miles away from your own aesthetic. Yeah, yeah. And there were people who had a great aesthetic and could talk the talk the talk, but couldn't really play. Mm-hmm. And um, that's that um, that that uh, gap's been completely bridged. Now you say you're not a particularly prolific songwriter. You take a while to pull things together, and obviously that that manifests in 
in quality, not quantity, but h- how does it work for you? Are there al- is there always a song or two on the go? Like, are, yeah. you, are you slowly stockpiling the whole time? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, um, yeah, I've got... Uh, <coughs> I've got a... I've got a couple of notebooks filled with stuff at the moment. Um, and there's things that actually never got turned into songs from way back from a, a residency I did in Ant- Antarctica a while yeah. ago. And uh, nothing... Hi. Hello. Nothing happened. I couldn't, for various reasons. My dad got sick when I, when I came back, so I, got, I sort of uh, ended up putting a lot of energy into looking after him. Yeah. And um, But those sketches are still sitting around, you know, and sort of uh, trying to work out what to do, what to do with them. Yeah. Um, and um, I'm, I, what I need now, is I think I need to sort of lock myself away somewhere and and look through all those books and see what's what's jumping out at me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was actually hoping to do that immediately after this Blam 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 talk. Wait, wait, this is Reunion Central. I'm Reunion Central at the moment because the Bellbirds are doing a one-off yes, gig yes. in, uh, in uh, Titirangi and, and uh, oh, next end of this week. I was gutted to see that that was there because you you're, my, you're my last member of the Bellbirds to, to get to talk to. Oh, okay, and cool. with all of the others, I've talked about that project and gone, you know, when's, when's the album coming out properly in a, <laughs> in a, in a, in a deluxe vinyl package and when are you, when are you hitting the road? And then when I saw that there was a one-off show up north, I was like, why can't this go around the... Yeah, well, that's a, that's a, that's a ka-ching <laughs> yes. notion. And, yeah. and, and the, 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 because Sean's the main kind of... He's, he, he's the owner of it in that Well, he holds the, he holds the, the custodian. Multi, the multi-tracks. Yeah. And, uh, and he doesn't really have a ka-ching bone in his body, mm, um, mm. Uh, uh, although he would, he would dispute that. Um, um, I think we've just got to wait until he's got a gap. Yeah. And I can't see that happening this decade or, yes. or next. It's <laughs> nice seeing, I mean, you mentioned doing some playing with him again, and he's another example of a guy you've collaborated with oh, often yeah. across a couple of decades. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, you know, that was one of the great things about the Live Rust thing to me was I love watching that guy play in any capacity, being yep. involved, but, man, I love watching him play the bass. Oh, yeah, it's fantastic. Driving a band. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's yeah. what he, I think, even though that wasn't his first thing that's what I feel like he was born to do yeah yeah and amongst yeah. everything else he does great you know like that was a real yeah, yeah absolutely. I got quite emotional watching it I mean yeah. I, I I've only met Sean a couple of times yeah, yeah. like I like him and I'm a big fan of his work but I have no skin in that game beyond being a fan yeah. and I was kind of almost tearing up as soon as I heard him yeah he was so happy in the middle of that in the middle of that stuff and, and you're right it's um <coughs> it's what he was what he was put here to do. Yeah, 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 yeah. And what's it like for you being the, I guess, the, the proud dad of the next, of, uh, you know, watching the next generation take on music? Well, yeah, you're, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, I mean, uh, being a parent is... Uh, <laughs> is a very uh, fraught business, yes. but um, <laughs> but both the, both of mine have completely disregarded um, our exhortations to do something sensible. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> and um, <clears throat> but Pearl is um, you know we're just moving ahead on all fronts as she does. Yeah, um, and, and uh, um, uh, uh, they've got a. <clears throat> they got a single just out, um, a, du- a duo um, with the group Fimo, which is a really poppy, cool track. And um, Pearl's also studying in Melbourne for the next next while. She's doing uh, an arts management postgrad course, so she'll um, 
look out, look out world when she yeah, finishes yeah. that. Louis flat out with um, playing drums and mandolin on the Pop Up Globe Shakespeare tour, um, and he, I guess he's got to decide whether when when that goes overseas, which it seems like it's going to do. Yeah. Um, whether he, that he, he um, whether that's his thing for the next umpteen years, but yeah. um, he's. I'm just so thrilled to have him performing and out every night, and also, also, you know, it's such a blast <coughs> to um, to know that he's uh, he's soaking up that work, soaking up that those those plays, you know, yeah. and, and uh, yeah, I couldn't be happier about that. Yeah, um, I should probably let Wonder you get some get, breakfast. I should get yeah, back to get, breakfast because the, the, um, the Blams will have, will have, yes, um, they might will have, have hoovered, and hoovered <laughs> a breakfast. Um, is there anything that you wished I'd asked you or that you want to put across? No, is there anything was, else you want to plug? I no, love chatting to you. That was really good. I don't, uh, I don't have things I need to plug. Yeah, OK. <laughs> well, let's get you back to the cafe. All right. <laughs> OK, thanks. Look over there, you used to say The shape of the land beneath the street Bridges and valleys and underground streams You have to know what's under your feet So you can make things strong enough To take the weight The weight of all the people That haven't been born That's what you said to me It's the envy of age.